Would you turn, please, in the Scriptures to the book of Revelation? Revelation chapter 11. In seeking the Lord about what to uh, minister today, I believe we're going in a, in a different direction than we've been the last few months. And we'll see how the, uh, how the Lord directs us, how much time to spend on this. You know, in everything with the Lord, He doesn't give you the whole picture. He gives you enough to take a step. He gives you enough to get started, and He expects you to just step out by faith and trust that He'll give you the rest. Amen. And you can trust Him. Yes. He's faithful. Yes, faithful. And that's how, we, that's how we minister. In Revelation 11, verse 17, Revelation 11, 17, he said, uh, they said, we give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come because you have taken to you your great power and have reigned. Now, if you read the book of Revelation, you know that uh, the Spirit of God allowed John to see things that were to come and still are to come. So we're looking at what we call the end, the culmination, the finishing of um, what God is doing in the earth, in this dispensation, the judgment, and the life and world to come. This, what's happening now on the earth is not all there is. This is actually the briefest thing we will ever do. The shortest thing we will ever do is this life. A hundred years to the Lord is a blink of an eye. Uh, we, we really have little idea about the periods of time uh, in creation and prior to Genesis and what happens past uh, what we read in Revelation. But it's real. If you doubt it, just look up in the night sky. <laughs> right? right. <laughs> and uh, when people talk about, you, well, you know, that's, yeah, it's amazing. It just all uh, self-created and sprang into existence. That's not science. That's a belief. Something caused it. You don't get this kind of order and perfection out of randomness. Hmm? When you see something amazing, you know it was designed. When you see something that works with precision, you know it has a creator, a designer, and a creator. If you don't believe that, prove your theory of perfection out of chaos. Take you any amount of C4 and go to any salvage yard with random steel and aluminum and bits and pieces and set off as many charges as you like for as many centuries as you like. Never when the dust clears will there be a new Mercedes sitting there. <laughs> Never. You can set off charges. You can explode things <laughs> for millennia after millennia. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It takes intelligent design. Hmm? There's a creator. And uh, you call him Father. Oh, somebody say glory to God, glory to God. Daddy, Abba. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. And he is awesome. He's, he is awesome. We have not too much of an idea of how big he is, how awesome he is. But you can look at the earth, 
You can look at the galaxy. You can look as far as we can into the universe. He's bigger than that. How do you understand that? Well, we'll have a long time to get to understand it. We have a long future in front of us. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. But that's not to say that though this is very brief, our life down here, that it is insignificant. This time is very important, and it has great bearing on what happens to us next. What happens here in this life affects our future, according to the Bible, according to the Word of God. So keep reading. Verse 17 says, you, you've taken your great power and have reigned. Verse 18, the nations were angry. Your wrath has come, the time of the dead, that they should be judged. And that you should give reward unto your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear your name, small and great, and should destroy them that destroy the earth. God the righteous judge of all the earth is going to require human beings to give an account. And those that defied him and rebelled against him will be held to account. And those that believed in him will receive reward. Everybody say reward. reward. And did you notice who's going to receive reward amongst those that believe in him? The prophets. But that's not all. The saints. Hmm? Now somebody says, well, you know, well, I'm, I'm not a saint. Then you're an ain't. <laughs> ain't saved. What do you mean? Well, I'm, I, you're either a saint or you're not saved. You don't become a saint by your intense efforts. You're made holy by the blood of the Lamb. Another definition for saint is a holy one. You're not holy just by all your good deeds. In fact, our righteousness, the best we could do, was unacceptable. So the only way we could be righteous in the eyes of God is to receive the Lord Jesus' righteousness. And the Scripture says, even though He, he knew no sin... He was made to be sin. That's with our sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. He, he didn't commit sin. He was made sin. And you don't have to commit righteousness to be righteous. You're made righteous by your faith in Him. Can you say amen? So there's coming a time where there will be reward given, not just to ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, but to saints, all those that fear and reverence his name, small and great. Is that everybody? Everybody that's done anything in connection with him and obedience and faith, Reward. Everybody say reward. 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 Skip on over to the 22nd chapter of Revelation while you're here. Some of the last words in the Bible. Revelation 22 and 12. Something that should ring in our ears daily. The Lord says, Behold. Behold means watch. Look for this. I come quickly. You believe it or not? Yes. So we so, say, well, it's been, what's it been? 2,000 years? To the Lord, that's two days. Hmm? If you said it's going to happen quickly and it happened within three days, what would you think? Did you say it accurately? This is, this is happening soon. And it happened within two and a half days? <laughs> well, that's another 500 years, right? 
<laughs> we need mind renewal. He said, I'm coming quickly, but you can believe it. He's coming. Anybody believe it or not? He, he's coming. The Bible said the trumpet's going to sound. Everybody's going to hear it. You know how loud this trumpet is? The dead are going to hear it. People joke and go, man, that's loud enough to wake the dead. Well, this really is. <laughs> the dead are going to be raised. Somebody says, that's preposterous. You just wait and see. You'll quit joking it one day. It's happening. I come quickly. What else does he, how many believe it's important that we know he's coming quickly? Do you believe it? What else did he say? What? My reward is with me. To distribute to everybody equally. <laughs> huh? Huh? We're going to divide it up so that everybody is exactly the same. It's exactly equal. Huh? No. Now, though, we're going to see in the scriptures, the Lord talked uh, substantially about reward. Should we care? Yes. He must have thought it was important, mm -hmm. right? Yes, to talk about it and to keep talking about it. The Father, he, he said, I only say what I hear the Father say. So it was the Father emphasizing it. When's the last time you thought seriously about your reward? Should you? Well, why am I talking about it? Should we think about our reward? His reward that he's bringing with him when he comes to give to who? Every man according as what? As his work shall be. His work shall be. Go with me over to the book of Romans and let's make an important distinction here. Romans, fourth chapter, and the first verse, Romans 4 and 1. He said, what shall we say our Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? If Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory but not before God. For what says the scripture, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. How was he counted righteous? Not by what he did, but by what he believed. And verse four, now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness without works. Here's a very important distinction. I believe the Lord gave me this phrase, so actually while I was out of the country, uh, I was praying one day and the Lord gave me this phrase and I, I put it in my phone. I keep notes. And uh, this is what, what the phrase is. Our righteousness isn't based on what we do. Our reward is. <laughs> Our righteousness isn't based on what we do. It's based on what Jesus did and on our belief in that. But our reward is based on what we do. We, we live in a generation that 
Doesn't like to talk about any kind of responsibility. <laughs> and we live, even in our own country, there's a strong push and emphasis toward socialism. And even though socialism and communism has failed miserably in other countries, you'll have people saying, well, they didn't do it right. <laughs> We're going to do it right. And the idea is that you, you take from people who have something and you distribute it to people who don't. And you make everything nice and even. That's not God. I said, that's not God. And so, well, that's, that's just right. If this guy's got too much and this guy's got nothing, then we should what? You should what? Take it away? If you're taking something away from him, how's that not theft? Huh? <laughs> and depending on what this guy did to get his and why this guy didn't have any, all you can do in a matter of years is have everybody in need. It doesn't work. And God is not a socialist God, nor communist. <laughs> the kingdom of God is not a democracy either. Uh-oh. Uh, there won't be any voting. No elections. It'll save us some recounts, won't it? It'll save us, save us all of that. <laughs> no voting. <laughs> no elections. <laughs> no majority rule. It's God rule. God rule. And the majority is not always right. Often the majority is totally wrong. Now I'm not knocking what we have in our country compared to many other places. It's one of the best things going. But it's not how the kingdom of God is and will be. There's coming a time when all the kingdoms of this world are going away. And it'll all be the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And the scripture says we shall rule and reign with him. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Well, who are the kings he's king of? Who are these lords? He's Lord of you and I and all believers are actually in training right now for what is to come. And part of this reward has to do with place and responsibility and privilege in the coming kingdom. And you should care. I said you should care. Now there, I've had people look at me and say, mm, look, if I can squeak in the pearly gates somehow, I'll be happy. Well, there ain't no squeaking in. And nobody's going to meet you at the pearly gates <laughs> to weigh your deeds to see if you were good enough to get in. Your righteousness is not based on what you do. No matter what you didn't do or how good you were not, if you genuinely believed on the Lord Jesus and received his righteousness, you are saved. Your name's in the Lamb's book of life. You're a part of the eternal family of God. On the other hand, no matter how many good things you did, if you didn't receive the Lord Jesus, you're not saved. And your, your works will not be weighed to see whether you get to go to heaven or not. All this stuff about Peter meeting you at the pearly gate and them checking to see which way you go, junk. Not Bible, not truth, not reality. 
somebody's misinformed imagination. But there will be, for those that believe in him, reward. He said, I'm coming quickly, and I'm bringing my reward with me. Hallelujah. To give to everybody according to what? According to their work. What's your work? What's my work? Should we care? When we, hear the, when, when we hear the Lord Jesus say, I'm coming quickly. I'm bringing my reward with me. What kind of res- response should he get out of that? Should we look at him in, with a blank look? What did he say? I'm coming quickly. I'm bringing my reward with me. What should we say? Yay! He's bringing the reward. He's bringing a reward. We're going to get a reward. What's a reward based on? What you do. Now, that's not a popular message in this generation because people try to imply, well, it, nothing with God has to do with what we do. No, they're confusing. Your righteousness is not based on what you do. Your reward is. Everybody clear on this? I believe the Lord gave me this statement. Your righteousness isn't based on what you do. Your reward is. Thank you, Lord. Where are you in the scripture? Are you holding a place? Or? Romans 4. Uh, go with me to 1 Corinthians. Thanks be to God. Actually, I think I'm moving too quick. Too quickly here. Let me, how about let's slow down a little bit. You go to Matthew. We'll, we'll work up to 1 Corinthians. I don't think you're ready for 1 Corinthians. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for it right now. So, Matthew 6, verse 1. You know, out in the forest, if you're going to cut down a big tree, if you don't clear out the way for it to fall, it'll get hung up in the little trees and won't fall. So a lot of times before you cut the big tree, you got to cut the little trees. Did you get that reference or not? Okay, I'm going to cut some little trees. So we work up to the big tree. So when the big tree falls... <laughs> where the tree falls, that's where it lays. That's a scripture from Ecclesiastes. Matthew 6 1. Jesus is speaking. Jesus said, Take heed that you do not or you don't do your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have what? No reward of your Father which is in heaven. Now let's just stop right here. Do you care? Yes. I think a lot of people don't, they, they don't care. They think, ah, you know, okay, I really don't know about that. And if I can just get in. No, if you have faith in Jesus, you're in, okay? Yeah. Quit thinking about that. He got you in. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, I'm in. I'm, I'm, in. I'm, in. I'm in. My name's in the Lamb's book of life, yes. right? Yes. I'm in. I'm in. So that's not, that's not in, in debate. What we're talking about here is what? Not your righteousness, your reward. reward. And apparently the Lord thought you and I should care about this. Because he talks about it for a half a chapter right here. Watch out that you don't do this this way. Elsewise, you have no reward of your father. Alms is giving to people in need. Alms, we, we call it giving to the poor. Giving to people in need. Is it possible to give to people in need and get no reward? 
Hmm? I think there's a lot of folks that don't know that. Because they're thinking, well, there are actually some people who think they've done all manner of bad things. They don't believe in the Lord. But just in case, they do some things for charity to help their chances. That's foolishness. Depending on why you did it, you may get zero reward. Even though it was a good thing. Even though it was a needed thing. Keep going. Therefore, when you do your alms, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say to you, they have their reward. What's their reward? People's fleeting attention. They're going, what's that trumpet blowing for? Oh, so-and-so is giving something to somebody. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's their entire reward. <laughs> Keep going. When you do your alms, now this is giving to people in need. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand does because you don't want to embarrass them. You don't want to draw attention to their need. And you don't want to draw attention that you're doing something about it. Verse 4, that your alms, your, your giving to the poor, may be in secret, and your Father which sees in secret himself shall what? Reward. Shall what? Reward. Who's going to reward you? Father. The Father himself. Yes. Reckon that would be worthwhile. Yes. Huh? Definitely. The Father Himself is going to reward you in front of others. God. Openly. Because you didn't do it in front of others. Yes. It takes faith to do things that cost you. That nobody knows about. Right. In this lifetime. Doesn't it? Yes. I mean because why are you doing it? If nobody knows about it, you're doing it because you care. You're not doing it to be noticed. You're not doing it to be seen. So we already begin to see in this, and he keeps going. We're going to read some more of it. Not doing good things doesn't guarantee you a reward. Doing things that meet people's needs doesn't mean you will automatically get a reward. Giving large amounts of money to charity doesn't mean you'll necessarily get a reward. Does this matter? Yes. It matters. What matters? The Lord is always looking at the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, the external. But the Lord looks on the heart. It's not just what you did, it's why you did it. It's your motive. It's your intent. It's what you were trying to do. Would you have done it if nobody knew in this life? So reward is the result not just of doing something, but of doing it with the right heart. Doing it with the right motive the right intent. And other people don't see your heart. Amen. Hmm? Amen. They won't know why you're doing or not doing something, but the Lord does. Hmm? The Bible said all things are open and naked before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. He sees right through everything and sees right into us. Amen. He knows. So with God, you better get real. <laughs> right? Because he sees anyway. Yep. It's, it's, it's foolish to try to play games with him. He knows. You don't come talking a bunch of stuff. You just got to open your heart. Hmm? Because he already knows. But he does all know, he also knows when your heart's right. And when you, you do it for the right reason. And it, and those kind of things he will never forget. And past this life, things you did that nobody knew about, he will bring up 
in front of others and rewards you openly. Should we care about this? Does this matter? Hallelujah. Keep reading. Verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites are. Now he keeps using that word, hypocrite. One definition of hypocrite is an actor. Like, like a stage actor, a, a pretender. Hmm? The Lord does not want to see any performances out of you. <laughs> when you're supposed to be doing something genuine. Right? <laughs> when you pray, don't be as hypocrites are. They love to, to pray where? Standing in the synagogues in the corner of the streets. Why? So you can see them. So you can see them. <laughs> There's a lot of folks, they, they only want to do things on the platform. <laughs> we've had people tell us more than once, you know, uh, we, we've got all kind of teams around here where people are doing service to the Lord by serving each other. And, and we say, man, we got spots on the clean team. No, they say, but if you got something open up on the platform, I'm, a, I'm available. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, that's not okay. Right? <laughs> you don't want to serve. You want to be seen. <laughs> Is this a deal or not? Is this, it's a deal. They love to pray, not just to pray to God. They love to pray standing in the synagogues when there's a good crowd. They love to pray on the street corner. Now, some people might think that's just being bold. But it has to do with your heart motive. Right? Just break into prayer right out in public. You know, the Lord talked about this in another place. He said there was a Pharisee and there was a publican and they both came to pray. And one man, he said, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. Did you hear that terminology? What does that mean? God's not even listening to him. This thing he's calling prayer is just, it's, it's a loop with himself. He said, Father, I thank thee that I'm not like other men. This is publican was there praying. <laughs> I tithe. I fast. I do this. And Jesus said, the, Lord's not, the Father's not even involved in that prayer. He's just doing that with his self. Well, what good is that? What reward is there of that? <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen ministers do it, you know. You know, and, and I'm not opposed to it, but, you know, write down their prayer, word for word and with perfect syntax, and speak it. And, and you can realize while they're talking, they're not talking to the Father. They're, they're talking to people over God's shoulder. If you're talking to him, talk to him. Give him your full attention. No pretending. The least bit of pretension, he knows it. The least bit of playing games, he knows it. Talk to him. Give him your full attention. He did, how many thinks, think he should have your full attention and your, and your full respect? None of this playing like you're praying while you're trying to talk to somebody else. Don't do that. He said, uh, verily I say to you, what? They have their reward, which is no decent reward. Verse 6, but you, when you pray, enter into your closet. When you shut the door, 
Pray to your Father which is in secret. Well, who's going to know what a good prayer I'm praying? <laughs> who's going to know how, what a, how good of a prayer I am? And how long I pray? And how hard I pray? <laughs> is it possible to do a lot of praying and do no good and get no reward for it? It is. It's possible to just be religious. It's also possible to pray a prayer that's 15 seconds and have a miracle happen. <laughs> now don't misunderstand me. There are times we need to spend some time praying. You know, shut stuff off. Get quiet. Pray. Commune with God for an hour. Longer. Need, you need it. Jesus sometimes prayed all night long. Right? If Jesus needed to pray, you need to pray. Right? <laughs> if there are times he needed to pray all night long, there are times you need to pray all night long. But it's not how, how some folks think. You know, they think, well, you know, and I was, I was a, a lot younger at one time, and I did some of these same foolish things, but, you know, you, I'm going to pray an hour. Okay. <laughs> So I pray for five, ten minutes and think it's been a half hour and it's been ten minutes. Oh, okay. All right, I can do it. I can do it. And, and then you're so pleased. I, I prayed an hour. Well, what, what if I talk, was talking to you? And I said, I think I can talk to you for an hour. I don't know. But I'll do my best. Okay, let's see. And then I go around bragging. I talked to them for a whole hour. It was hard. It was tough. But I... No, when you're really communing with somebody, especially somebody you love and somebody that you are intensely interested in what they know and what they're saying and doing, hours can pass. And it seems like no time at all. That's real prayer. The other is religious form. And there's no reward for it. And there are no results out of it either. Jesus warned us about vain praying and praying with vain repetitions, praying the same phrases over and over and over again. A lot of people do this, but Jesus said, don't do it. How many think if Jesus said, don't do it, you should not do it? Jesus said, yeah, but it's been our tradition, you know, for hundreds of years. Yeah, but if it was wrong 500 years ago, it's still wrong. It doesn't just magically become right. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Reward. Keep reading. If you enter the closet, shut the door, pray to your Father which is in secret, your Father which sees in secret, does He see and know? Hmm? When nobody else is around. It's dark. You can't even see. <laughs> does He know? He knows. He sees. He will do what? He will reward you openly. Thank you, Lord. And, uh, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Don't count things and spin things and chant. That's heathen praying. Did I say it or did the Lord say it? Watch out for these repetitions over and over and over and over. What if you came into the president's office? Whether you like him or not, he's the president in an office. How many know the Bible told you to pray for your leaders? We need to pray for our leaders. And you came and fell across his desk and said, Oh, Mr. President. Oh, Mr. President. Mr. President. Oh, President. 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 Oh, Mr. President. Oh, and he said, What? 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 Would you do that? 
I hope not. Do people do that with God? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I'm sure he's saying, what? He's intelligent. More than you. He knows the thoughts coming into your mind before you know about them. He knows your needs before you knew them and already has the solution before you knew you had the need. He knows the end from the beginning. Come on, y'all. You understand what I'm talking about? You need to conduct yourself with some dignity. Amen. Yes. And you know, yeah, you know, there's a time to, to fight and use the sword of the Spirit, but when you're in the throne room, you don't be swinging your sword around going, ha, ha, ha. You go, cool it, buddy. We're, we're in the throne room. In the throne room. Put your sword up. Honor the Lord. Amen. Remember how the Lord's Prayer, we call the Lord's Prayer how it starts off? Tell me, tell me. Our Father. What? Which art in heaven, what? How does it start? Hallowed be honor, reverence, respect, worship. Hallowed be thy name. You need a reminder of who you're talking to. Yes. Yeah, he's your father. Yeah, he loves you. Yeah, you have a right to come because of what Jesus has done, but you don't want to act like you don't know who you're talking to. He is awesome. <laughs> I don't know of, of, of a better word. He is amazing. He is, of his knowledge and wisdom, there is no end. He already knows what you're looking for. He's not trying to figure it out. He didn't have to try to find it. Nothing shocks him. And surprises him. You don't roll up and go, I got to have $10,000 by the end of the month. Oh, God. And him turning to the angels and go, when did this come up? What? <laughs> Never. 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 So why would we tell him 150 times the same phrase when he knew what we were going to say before we said it the first time? Right. People, people act like they're not even talking to an intelligent being. Yeah. And prayer is not supposed to be just a monologue. That's right. It's supposed to be a dialogue. Is that right? Yeah, it's okay to speak, but you need to listen. You need to listen. We need to listen. Can you say amen? Keep, keep going. They think they'll be heard for their much speaking, but there's no result, there's no reward. Verse 8. Don't be like them. Your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask Him. Verse 16. Skip down to there. Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. One thing I am confident of, my, my small experience with the Lord, when you see Him, and you will, face to face, and you look into His eyes, you will experience real like you never have before. No shadow of turning, no shade of pretension or falseness real. Everybody say real. 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 Well, we're made in his likeness and image. And good ground is honest ground, according to the scripture. We live in a world that's so full of falseness, so full of phoniness, so full of junk, that if you let it, it will influence you. It'll sway you. You'll pick up phrases and things you don't mean and things that are not right and things that are not real and, and, and come across. And, and if you grew up 
in, in a house full of lies. Just because you're 40 years later doesn't mean you've automatically got rid of all that. How many want to be like the master? You want to be real, genuine. No phoniness, no falseness at all. Why am I talking about this? This is a key to reward and results. Falseness prevents reward. Our results, phoniness prevents it, gets in the way. He said, don't, don't be like a hypocrite. Don't dishevel yourself and act like, you know, what's wrong with them? Oh, I think they're fasting. <laughs> People should not be able to tell. Huh? That's what, that's what he said. He said, they have their reward. That's all they're going to get is somebody noticing them. And that's not much of a reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head. Wash your face. Don't appear to men to fast, but your father, which is in secret, to your father, which is in secret, and your father, which sees in secret, shall reward you openly. Amen. Do you believe it, saints? Yes. He will reward you openly. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Matthew 16, he talks about it. In Luke 6, he talks about it. He said, your reward will be great in heaven. Matthew 16, 27 said, the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels. How many believe that's going to happen? He said, I'm coming quickly. He's coming in the glory of his Father and his angels, and he will reward who? Who? Every man... According to what? According to his works. Now, don't think that you've got to quit everything and become a preacher or pastor, start a church. You can do genuine things that matter every day of your life. You can pray in all sincerity, hmm? in all genuineness, in love and faith. And if there's no phoniness in it, you'll have a reward because of it. You can do acts of love and graciousness toward people. Little things matter. Because it's not just the thing or how much it cost or that kind of thing. It's the heart. Come on, do you believe this or not? The Lord's looking at the heart. And he uses hard actions. There might not be hardly any money or no money involved at all. But the right word, the right prayer, the right act, just showing up, just being there, being helpful, offering to wash the dishes, cut the grass, go, come on, did I lose somebody? Offering to clean the house. And not doing it because, oh, I'm holy, look at me, I'm going to get a reward. If that's true, you're not getting a reward. <laughs> but if you do it because of love, you are getting a reward. And it's better if people don't even know about it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> because those things he is going to bring up later. Oh, you didn't hear that. You, did, you didn't hear. I mean, some of the best things are the things you do Nobody knows about. Nobody. Because the Bible said he saw it when it was done in secret, and he's going to reward you openly. Openly. One of these days, read, read the book of Revelation. There's coming a time when everyone will give account of himself before the Lord. And the Lord's going to call your name. Somebody says, oh, I'm, I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about that. <laughs> I, I, I got uh, uh, three words for you. Actually, I guess it's four. Blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. Because of the blood of the Lamb, the stuff you worried about won't show up. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because of the blood of the Lamb, the stuff you're concerned about won't show up. But the reward will show up. Hallelujah. 
So somebody say praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You remember in Revelation, I'll close with this. Man, I just got to my first verses. So can you come back later? Because we just barely broached this subject. In the book of Revelation, I won't take time to turn there. It says, it talks about people that finish with this life and they rest from their labors. And it says, and their works do follow them. Did you hear that phrase? Yes. People finish with this life, they leave, but they served God in some capacity. How many believe people ministering to your children are serving God today? People that were out standing in the rain in the parking lot were serving God today. Is that right? People that cleaned this place were serving God. Is that right? This matters. Will there be reward for these things? Yes, there will. Uh, if, I have to say if, if it was done with a right heart. Not to be seen, but out of a genuine heart. It said, and actually the scripture says, as far as possessions and things, you can't take it with you. That's true concerning money and houses and things and clothes and jewelry and that kind of thing. But your works do go with you. They follow you, the scripture said. Should we care about this? We should. The Lord's going to help us in the days and weeks to come. Right? This life is passing by quick, I'm telling you. It's passing by like telephone poles in my new Corvette. <laughs> Figuratively speaking, of course. <laughs> how, how many realize 2018 is almost done? Hmm? Done. So you can't go back and redo this one. How many more of these you got? <laughs> one thing's for sure, not an unlimited number. Right? A lot of you, like me, you know you're not teenagers anymore, so you got another 75 of these left? Probably not. 50? 40? 30? One of these days, you're going to breathe your last. You're getting out of here. And people can say, they, they say, well, I, as long as I can just get to heaven. Yeah, you may change your mind when you see rewards other people have. And when you see, now, you know, there's not going to be eternal regret. But there's a reason why the Lord would have to dry eyes. You read the book of Revelation? There will come a time the Lord will, will dry the tears from our eyes. Why would you need to? There's not going to be eternal regret, but we, we want to live today so that we don't have regrets as we're breathing our last, as we're leaving here. We don't want to think, man, I wasted so much time. Man, I could have done more. I should have done this. I should have done that. I had such a great opportunity. We had, you know, this. I could have been on this team. I could have been doing that. I could have been helping that work. I could have been helping this work. I could have been, I could have been, I should have been. Well, a lot of people are already gone. Their time has come and gone. You're still alive. Amen. You're still breathing. Right. You still have days, right. maybe years. Are they precious? Yes. Does it matter? Yes. Stand on your feet.